let's for a moment just imagine like an oak tree or, or whatever whatever thing you can think of right? but let's just say an oak tree and 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 the all of this all of the stuff that you can see above the top is is your well-being and and un underneath the the root system that imagine there's these like major um roots that basically are what govern the strength of that tree like how to what extent it's flourishing well that that is basically the case for our mental well-being like one one of the root systems is um you know to what extent do you experience positive relationships another one is um growth and achievement another one is um being able to be present without worrying about the future or ruminating on the past and I, I won't go through all of the pillars like we have nine of these pillars um based on psychology and what i'm trying to what i what i'm trying to convey here is that if you if you um if you can think like um help me out here um that there's um do like in, in audio, like you, you, there's like a spectrum thing of like what, what the various parts of the music, do you know what I mean? Frequencies. Yeah. So, um, do you know, like where you, you set all different parts of the, vo you know, like the, the lower frequencies you want up at this point and, you know, imagine that shape, right? Everyone has a very different shape, right? And the, the trick the trick is is to understand what your shape is and then work on the areas where you are lowest right here's the million dollar question how do men like us reach our full potential grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities working being good husbands fathers and still take care of ourselves? Well, that's the big question. In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions and more. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation. You guys keep us doing shows like this, and we love you and are so grateful for you. And a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Thanks for giving us a chance. I hope you enjoy the show. My name is Brent. Today, my special guest is entre entrepreneur, innovator, and mental health change maker, Alan Cox. Alan, welcome to the Fallible Man podcast. Hey, um, thanks very much for having me on. It's going to be a good uh, conversation, I'm sure. I'm, I'm very excited about today's conversation, Alan. But we like to think, take things, you know, ease into it a little bit. So we have the pointless trivia show question of the show. And it's just a random query question, and you'll take your best shot at it, and we'll figure it out at the end. How's that? Oh, I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> so the question, random trivia question for the show is, what state of the U.S. has the record for the fastest surface win? Is it A, Illinois, B, New Hampshire, C, Montana, or D, Alaska? Montana. All right, guys, you know the rules. Nobody cheats. Don't look it up. Make your guess. Write it down. If you're in the car, please don't write it down while you're driving. Just make a mental note. And uh, we'll get back to that. Now, Alan, I don't do big introductions because no one actually cares about accolades these days. And it doesn't really tell the audience who you are. So in your own words, today, this day, who is Alan Cox? Um, 
so I'm a very happily married man after 30 odd years of marriage, uh, still with the, still with my first and ever, um, love. Um, I've, I'm someone that's in a very happy place, uh, you know, strong mental wellbeing. Um, I'm the owner of a, a, a mental health, uh, app startup. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying life right now. All right. And congratulations on 30 years. That is an awesome, awesome feat, especially in this modern era where you don't see that very often. Uh, yeah. that's, that's quite a thing. That's awesome. Uh, I, yeah. I'm always, I'm always excited to see when couples just make it, man. Uh, you just don't see that all the time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's just, just, it just feels, yeah, we, I mean, we've been through some, you know, obviously some really tough times and, uh, times where that, th- that kind of connection gets really stretched, but, um, we're now at a part, 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 point in time where we've, you know, the clouds have gone away and, um, the kids have moved away and we're now onto a, on a new, onto a new chapter. And it's, it's, it's currently, it's, uh, it's reading that the chapter's reading out quite well. Excellent. Excellent. That, that is a hard transition for a lot of people is when the kids finally move out and are off on their own. Uh, that's actually a big struggle time for a lot of couples. So, you know, you guys are off to a good start. That's very, very excellent. My wife yeah. and I are 22 years on at this point and uh, are excited for the next 22 years. Well, yeah. keep going. Congratulations. That's still very good. I, I'm actually really surprised these days how often I run into people and it's like, we're the old married couple at 22 years. I'm like, I I grew up with people who were married for like 40, 50, 60 years, man. I it just blows my mind how life has changed. Now, Alan, if you could have a conversation with anyone in history, who would it be and why? Oh, do you know what? I've been I've been asked this question at least three or four times, and I always <laughs> find it difficult to answer because there's just there's just so many there's just so many people, you know. Um, you know, I, I think of people like you know Gandhi when he was going through all of the struggles and I'd love to, you know, see how he managed to keep internal peace with so much like tragedy going on around him. Nelson Mandela, like, um, Muhammad Ali. There's just so many people. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't give one person. I, I was going to say, you know, if you've been asked this several times, you should know this one by now. Now that's, that's fine. That's, I, I like to ask that question, but it's for this reason alone. People are so complicated and there's so much depth to a human being that it, it kind of lets you see bigger visions of who they want to be when you ask those questions. But yeah, no, I, I've been on the other end of the mic too. And it is a different, difficult question. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, going to a, like a, like a pastry stand right and you 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 want you want you want to buy something sweet to eat and there's all the you know every one of them looks gorgeous right like how do you pick right so <laughs> oh yeah yeah now i uh that entirely people are people are funny i actually had to stop ask i had to start asking people not to answer jesus because uh 
there there's in a lot of cultures right christianity is prevalent and everybody feels like that's the default answer they have to answer and it's like no 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 it's okay yeah i i understand that's that's the that's the proper jesus button okay yeah you said it now who else you don't have to answer that it just becomes funny after a while after you ask enough people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to comfort food or guilty pleasure snack um yeah probably hazelnut chocolate probably <laughs> okay hazelnut chocolate we have um so growing up in the uk um Cad cadbury's chocolate was the go-to chocolate and in new zealand um there's a brand called uh, whitaker's and the chocolate here was quite hard to adjust to initially because they put a lot less sugar in it mm -hmm. okay um and the the Whitaker's chocolate um in the last five years or so as, as they, they basically have got this new um process of refining the cocoa like it's like five times ground or, or rolled or whatever they call it and it's just so incredibly smooth it's like like it's it's very it's very i don't know if you've had belgian chocolate before but mm -hmm. you know it's it's very close and you know so you've got something that's a similar price to say cadbury's you know very affordable mm -hmm. um and it's delicious and and that's not such a good thing actually <laughs> <laughs> i understand i i i'm i'm an ice cream like that's my go-to come and okay well what flavor oh i'm i like a lot of them if i'm buying it commercially i like ben and jerry's chunky monkey right uh i grew up my mom i i grew up with my mom doing a lot of church potlucks right. and ice cream socials and she would always make banana ice cream right mm. and so that that ben and jerry's chunky monkey with the banana ice cream just hits that deep-seated emotional memory yeah yeah, of growing up with the banana ice cream. So, yeah, I don't know why, but I've, I've, I've kind of developed this. Um, I don't know, kind of a taste for things that are fairly neutral. You know, like I've, I've never, I've never, I've never been into drinking, um, say, cans of soda or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've still got all my teeth without out any fillings at the, at the age of 56. So it shows I, I wasn't really into sweets and things. Um, but you know, um, I, I like things kind of in a fairly pure form, I suppose, you know, like I, I really like, so instead of like a really fancy pizza, I really appreciate just a classic margarita or whatever they're called Neapolitan or whatever. Um, and, and with ice cream, I'm the same. Like I, I love, love, love ice cream. Um, but my go-to would be just a, a really good vanilla, you know, it's, um, right. yeah. And, um, just, just the way, just, just the way I'm wired. I like, I like vanilla bean. Yeah. Pure Definitely. high quality vanilla bean is just, yeah. So good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Alan, what purchase of a hundred dollars or less have you made in the last year that's had the biggest impact on your life? hundred dollars or less in the last year um i do you know what i don't actually buy much nowadays like when when you when you get to my age 
Like I, I know it whenever it comes around to birthdays and things, like it's a it's a nightmare for my wife, you know, because I, yeah, actually I can tell you, right? I can tell you, I've got it. So right now, um, it's it gets pretty cold here in New Zealand this time of year, and when we go to bed, the 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 the, the bit that keeps you awake is is your feet being cold, right? So. About a month ago, I spent about I think I think it was quite 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 a lot of money for a pair of socks, right? It was uh, about forty five dollars for a um, a pair of poss- a mix of possum and merino socks, right? And they are super thick, super warm, so, and and they're also kind of do you know how like socks like when you have them in bed, they can kind of be grippy. Um, mm. the, these socks just slide over the, you know, so you feel, still feel really free. And, yeah, they, they've, they've made a big difference. They, they, they help me get off to sleep pretty quickly. Hey, sleep is important. I, I yeah. never underestimate anything that helps you get a better night's sleep is, is high on my list of yeah. good investments. Exactly. And it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have to take a lot of money uh, to get a good night's sleep. No, no, you you find just, the right combination. Yeah, just be- better habits, you know. Make your environment good. <laughs> Alan, what are you most proud of? Um, I think I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of my wife for sticking with me um, through everything that I put her through. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, there's never been any kind of kind of harm or abuse or anything like that. But like through when you're when you're going through the kind of depths that I went through, um, you, you can you can say some pretty nasty things, right? Um, that's, you know, la- la- you're just lashing out at everyone, and um, and yeah, having stuck with me through years of that, when you know, I think many people could have easily walked away. Yeah, I think that's what I'm most proud of. Okay. What's one random fact people don't know about you? Um, so in New Zealand, um, one of the craziest things to do is to um, bungee jump, right? Um, and and the home of bungee jumping in New Zealand um, is this place called Skipper's Canyon, and um, and I. I went. I went first, and my wife um, came. Went after me, and as, as you, they collect you in a boat, right? And I, I basically, I basically, when you're when you're in the boat, they they basically say, "Oh, would you like to go again?" And it's only like another fifty bucks or whatever, right? And mm. I, I bet they must get a high hit rate because your adrenaline is, you know, going through the roof. And and I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it." And my wife got into the boat and she said, I will never, ever do that again. That was terrible. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to do it again. And and <laughs> so she had to do it again. But when I did it, I, I thought, right, I'm going to I'm going to one up her this time. And so I'm, I'm one of the few people that have um, bungee jumped backwards. So I um, it's hard. It's hard enough. When you're looking down and there's just nothing below you. It's hard enough jumping off, but um, 
I basically did like, um, I don't know, a Superman pose kind of thing and just threw myself backwards and um, pretty crazy thing to do. So that's not not a lot of people know that. <laughs> All right. I, I got to admit, I would be, uh, I, I've damaged my back enough. I'd be terrified to go bungee jumping. <laughs> oh, it'd, pro it'd, pro it'd probably pull it into shape. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I've broken it twice. I yeah, just win it. play games at this point. Yeah, wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> I, I've seen videos of my friends getting whipped around like a rag doll. I'm like, yeah, my back just starts hurt, hurting sympathetically. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually a lot it it's actually a lot smoother than what it looks. You know, mm -hmm. I mean the 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 big thing that they tell you is to actually kind of properly dive off so that your legs, your like your feet are up when the tension goes. Mm -hmm. What what a lot of people do that are kind of more nervous they just jump out with their feet going down and that's when they get whipped around you know and but it's that but it's their fault because i didn't follow instructions you see <laughs> <laughs> alan before we get into the subject of today's show what's something everyone should know about you as we're digging in um what's something everyone should I think I think that just really around my, I'd like people just to know about my mission. Um, so um, I basically not only got myself back to uh, good mental well-being, but I actually kind of went on to a place that has opened up so many new opportunities for me, and and um, you know I kind of you know you you kind of feel like you've got this superpower really and. Um, and I, I just want to, I like, I, you know, I've lost a friend to suicide and things like that. And I, I just want to give this gift to as many people as I can. So, um, you know, the the company that I uh, that I'm, you know, running now, you know, we've we're we're already achieving that. Thousands of people around the world, you know, like so, someone said to me, like, what on on another podcast the other day, they said, like, what, you know, what what will success look like for you you know and um and i said look even if i i told i told it sorry if i'm ranting on a bit here yeah, but fine. i told this i told this story how um my mum basically got terminal cancer a few years ago and i asked her in the hospice like what are you most proud of and, and she she really couldn't answer like she she's one of these per people that was a people pleaser and um didn't really do much you know um and i just i wouldn't wish that on anybody um and anyway so i think if i was in a similar situation now i, I think i'd be very like proud of what i've already achieved you know and um you know i although although the app isn't really for people that are kind of it wasn't necessarily designed for people with like severe mental health problems, but I have I have been had um, letters written to me saying, "Hey, look, you know, this is this is what I was going through, and and after a month or two of using your app, I'm now doing this." And um, and and some of those things, some of those letters, they don't actually say that, like, say I was suicidal or whatever, but you get a sense that there was you know, a self-harm ideation going on. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think I just liked people to know that I'm, I'm already content with what I've achieved. I, I just, um, 
and I just want to do this for as many people as I can. Fair enough. Guys, we've been getting to know Alan a little bit and just who he is and what he's really about. In the next part of the show, we're going to dive into men's mental health and just, guys, you know this subject is near and dear to my heart, and so I'm really excited for this conversation. I think Alan has a lot to contribute to this space. We're going to roll our sponsor, and we will be right back with more from Alan Cox. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to share with you guys, I don't always tell you how much I love doing my podcast. Like, I passionately love what I'm doing. And one of the things that makes my life better as a podcaster is to work with a company like Grow Your Show. Grow Your Show is a one-stop podcast do-it-all. Now, I use Grow Your Show for my marketing, but Grow Your Show is literally a one-stop shop. You can record your episode and just drop it off with them, and they take it from there. It's amazing. If you are interested in picking up podcasting as a hobby, or maybe you're looking to expand your business and use podcasting in that aspect, talk to my friends over at Grow Your Show. Adam will take care of you. I guarantee it. I trust him. He's my friend. He's my business colleague, and I wouldn't trust anybody else with my show. Guys, welcome back. In the first part of the show, we spent some time just getting to know Alan a little bit and what he's about. In this part of the show, we're going to dive into men's mental health. Now, Alan, to really kind of set the stage and where we're going with all this, can you tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up focused on helping other people build better mental health? Um, well, I guess I, I had up until the age of about 40, I'd had a lifelong uh, kind of struggles with mental health. And so um, I'd, I already knew how much kind of that impacts your life kind of thing. Um, and there was an event, you know, I, I, I basically nearly got killed in the Canterbury earthquakes and that led to me losing my business and um, uh, then having quite a severe mental breakdown. And the prognosis at the time was, was actually uh, really quite bad for me and I, I was kind of in a hopeless situation and um but just through like a series of events um, i guess the um one in particular that i basically went on a journey of kind of learning about how my mind works and 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 how how i can fix it and and that that not only took me back to a place of um you know good mental health but it actually produced kind of so many different um unexpected other outcomes that were really beneficial to like living a like a more conducive and fulfilling life right and um and then so I, I had already been through this massive transformation myself and um and I remember at the time I was doing some consulting work with like one of the local councils here and man like the, you know with all the red tape and bureaucracy and like narrow thinking all this kind of stuff it was actually starting to make me feel like worse again and I, and and I I basically uh, thought, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue down this path. I'm going to, you know, um, snip it in the bud kind of thing. Um, and at, at that, at around that same time, 
Um, there was a lot in the media about, you know, um, mental health. There was people like Anthony. I used to, you know, watch Anthony Bourdain, and um, and you know, he took his life, and then there, you know, used to, you know, uh, quite, you know, listening to people like Avicii, he took his life. Then a close friend of mine took his life, and I, I thought, look, I, I know that, I know that what I know now can be used by so many people to kind of escape this kind of treadmill of misery, if you like. And, um, and that's when I decided to do something. Everybody has a starting point. You almost died in an earthquake. That sounds really bad. Uh, yeah, it wasn't nice. Yeah, it wasn't nice. But hey, right, it, it was kind of a catalyst moment for you to go, hmm, let's look at life a little differently. So, you know, right, sunny side up, you know, if you can take the upside of something. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's a big jump, of course. Yeah. That but mental health is something that we don't talk about as men very often. It's, it's not a very comfortable subject for a lot of men. And I think it's very... detrimental that, that we don't have more conversations about mental health. So it's incredible that you have taken on, I'm going to do something about this. I love that mm-hmm. you doing that. So what do you think is so scary about the topic of mental health for men? Is it just the way we normally tell people to deal with it? Or what do you think? I, th- I think, I think there's so, I think there's a lot of different kind of, forces if you like that kind of uh, pull together and um one of them is kind of like this macho thing like i i i need to just struggle through whatever you know um you know men men aren't good at kind of being vulnerable or, or whatever like that right so you got that you got that thing but i think i think one of the one of the biggest things for me is that the very term mental health for most people means poor mental health like when it you know whenever you're hearing any discussions in the media or whatever and you hear the phrase mental health it basically has kind of a, a negative connotation to it right and when what what I kind of discovered that might help to kind of I guess position that is is that if you, if you think of if you think of mental health of, as being like a scale of one to ten where one is you're potentially you know as bad as it can be and, and ten you're kind of more enlightened than the Dalai Lama right um, around, around the three mark is where if you was to say go to a doctor and say, look, I think I'm depressed or something. They, they would do an analysis. There's like a, a world standard set of questions I would ask you. And around the three mark is where you transition from being mentally well to mentally unwell, right? The vast majority of society is probably somewhere between like four and six. In fact, the, the if you think of a bell curve, right, um, most most of us are around five five and a half, something like that. 
So I think for, for many people, um, they are technically mentally healthy, right? Or, or mentally well in the sense, in the sense that they, they, um, they're not unwell and they don't, they maybe don't need to talk to a psychologist or whatever, but they're, they're far from thriving, right? They're, you know, I, um, so I, I, I kind of feel like for many blokes in particular, and I was one of these people, um, you, you are just going, you're just going through each day, almost not even thinking about it. You're not like, I, I, I do wonder whether, you know, the, the kind of, um, statement that men don't like talking about their mental health and what have you. I, I think it's maybe overplayed in the sense that I think the bigger problem is that it doesn't even occur to people that they're actually struggling. You know, it's it's just like this this is the way life is. Like like um, you know, like life life sucks. Life's a struggle. I do, I do my, I get up in the morning, I brush my teeth, I go to work, don't particularly like it. I come home, go through the motions, go to bed and like then Groundhog Day, I do, do it all again tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if that helps answer the question, but I kind of feel like it's more of a, a problem of ignorance. Like I say that in a, in a nice way, but I, like it's a problem of ignorance, not not so much around like the 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 macho side of things mm -hmm. you know i i think that's actually highly insightful uh i think our own abilities to adapt is behind that idea right i mm. i saw a post earlier because i deal with a lot of chronic pain uh due to breaking my back twice but i saw a post someone posted about it was a hematologist talking about you people don't understand chronic pain sufferers because you can't see it from the outside these people just learn to live with a degree of pain that might be debilitating for most people mm -hmm. but they've learned that that's just what life is and they've learned to carry on and move through that and you're not going to see it externally most of the time even though they're in a lot of pain mm -hmm. because they've had to adapt to this is what their life looks like and you can't just stop and curl up on the floor and cry yeah and I think you're right. I think a lot of us have just adapted to is like, okay, well, this is life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think the 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 thing that the thing that I find like, and, and by and by the way, I, I've I've also had a a serious back injury, and um, and through a result of that, I um I was diagnosed with a chronic pain condition as well. So I completely empathise with you. Um, the the whole thing around like with things like chronic pain and, and mental health. And they say like the, the problem is you can't see it. Right. And the, the thing that I find actually quite amusing about that is that that uh, unless, unless you've got say a skin disease or you've got a bone sticking out of your leg, that's the case with pretty much any condition that you have. Right. If you've got a heart condition, you you can't see it. If you've got diabetes, you can't see it. If you've got kidney trouble, like 
that I, do, I don't know where that comes from that like with mental health like it's a problem because you can't see it you know well you can't see virtually like right like you cancer you know you can't see it right right <laughs> and until it pro produce until it goes to such a far extent that you're having to have special treatment or exactly dialysis right. or right unless it's gotten to that really far mm. stages yeah you're, you're absolutely right you can't see most of it yeah yeah and and i think i think i i i even you know i even hear i get i get a it does make me a little bit frustrated i won't say angry but frustrated when i even hear psychologists and specialists will use a phrase like and this person had mental health and they use that term uh, to basically say this person had you know was struggling with their mental health but it, it's that constant narrative that mental health is only something that you have if you're struggling but mental health is a spectrum right we all have mental health and it has degrees of good or bad right um you know 100% of your listeners right now has mental health right mm -hmm. <laughs> um and that doesn't mean anything other than they are sitting somewhere on a spectrum between 1 and 10 that's all it means yep i i entirely agree that's it's it's one of those things you right you don't think about we we throw away a lot of words we're really really loose with language these days yeah. And so you're right. I mean, anytime you say mental health, right, that's the negative connotations of the first thing your brain goes, oh, yeah, mm. instead of going, okay, right, that's, that's mm. just overall stated being is, you know, yeah. where your mental health set that day. Are you positive? Is, is life feeling good to you? Or are mm. you a little more down, right? That's still all yeah. in there. Yeah. And we throw words around a lot. Yeah. I think I think one of the I think one of the biggest problems kind of you know when I think about you know why is so many people struggling um a big a big part of it is that we were never educated about how our minds work right like so if you imagine like we're, we're, we're at kindergarten or we're at high school you're learning about mathematics, you're learning about physics and all of these different things. Um, understanding the mind and even developing like, like a mental, like a, a toolbox of mental skills, right? And, and like, what, what, what do I mean by that, first of all? So a mental skill to learn, just one out of a thousand is how to not take offense right that that you know so if someone says something to you that would offend many people you can learn how to not let that affect you in any way right that's just that's just one skill if we had learned all of those things to set us up for life then then that that would be a huge step forward but the the other thing is that's kind of the counter to that is when it comes to kind of 
being with or observing someone that has a struggle with their mental health, I think un unlike, say, having diabetes or whatever other illness, that the, the big thing that happens is that that person's persona and behavior changes to like a very you know varying degrees and that and that for the for other people in your life that that can actually be really scary and again they're not they're not trained in how to deal with that so unfortunately one of the worst things happen is that those people often say completely the wrong things you know like look just pick yourself up or whatever um or they withdraw right and and then and then that person feels like you know, they're not being loved or cared for and they're not worthy or something like that. Um, so I think that they're the kinds of elements that really play out in reinforcing this um, kind of mystical area of mental health where just people just don't understand it and they don't, they both don't understand themselves and they don't understand others. And, and, and that's kind of where, where the problems really kick in, I think. Now, in our early communications, you use the word hope. And I, I want to dig into that in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But first, we're going to go to our sponsor. So, gentlemen, we've been discussing men's mental health. And one of the important way takeaways I want you to hear from this part of the show is mental health isn't necessarily a negative thing. Mental health is, is just your mental state throughout the day, right? You can be in a positive state. You can be in a kind of a neutral state. It's not all bad. We need to get away from this negative connotation of when we're talking about mental health. We're talking about your overall emotional and mental well-being at a holistic point. We're not talking about, you got a problem. No, no, you, you live in a state of mental health constantly. So understand, this isn't about you're broken or there's something wrong with you. This is about living your best life so we're going to roll to our sponsor and we will be right back with more from alan on mental health and resilience and tools to help you with both of those right after this how well do you sleep at night do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life the quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. All right, guys, we're back and we're here with Alan Cox discussing men's mental health. And in this part of the show, we're going to talk about tools for mental health and resilience. And guys, when we're talking about mental health, we're talking about overall mental health, not necessarily negative mental health. You can go through life without anything being technically wrong with you, but you may not be in your best headspace for your best life. It's not that there's anything bad. It's just like you could feel better mentally and emotionally. And you just don't even know you're not. Uh, I, I have to liken it to my brother ended up several years ago with walking pneumonia. And he felt 
bad for so long, he had no idea he was sick until he was hospitalized for weeks. Because he just kept adjusting to this is the state of my life. Your mental health is good days, it's bad days, it's average days, it's every day. And Alan is passionate about helping people live in a good headspace because living in a good headspace keeps you living your best life. Now, Alan, I want to start with hope because it's something you mentioned in our uh, pre-conversations and our emails back and forth. Why is hope so critical to a successful conversation about uh, optimal mental health? Well, for me, hope was basically tied to like a sudden realization and understanding that there is actually a path forward right so just just so that you understand what i was going through at the time um i i'd not long had like a major mental breakdown um I, I could only function awake for about two hours at a time. My speech was slurred. I, I couldn't walk for more than 20 yards. It was like pretty bad. And I, I give people this analogy of, you know, where my mind was. It was like I was in this complete black tunnel with no sense that there was you know, what way was out or even if there was a way out, you know, like, I, it's just like, I, I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't, I don't want this. Right. And, and then, then a program came on TV and I, I actually encourage anyone to watch it re- regardless of what they, um, what they think of either their, their own mental wellbeing, or whatever it's, it's, it's actually quite dated now, but it's called, it's a BBC program called the truth about depression. And, and by the way, it's, you can watch it free, um, you know, right now after this show, go to YouTube, it's on there for free. And what that program showed me in the course of an hour was a few things. One was it took my mental state, if you like, and it made sense of it. Like I, I, before watching that program, I was think well, I wasn't even thinking my 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 um understanding of what was going on in my head was <clears throat> this is just the way I am. I'm I'm broken, it's not very nice, and this is the way I'll be forever. But what that program showed me was look, someone that's been in a reduced state of well-being for a prolonged period of time, their hippocampus will be like physically reduced in size, you know, by twenty to thirty percent, and and that has all of these consequences. It, you know, look how it responds to information and how it um, how it kind of reflects back these, you know chemical reactions and all these kind of, anyway that, that's just one example of all these things that were going on in your mind and and it showed you about um you know ne- neuroplasticity where effectively the wiring in your brain can be wired over a period of time to 
work in a, a really bad way you know like it, instead of using the you know using the analogy of like instead of two and two making four um you put two and two together and make five or six all the time right and um so what what that program showed me was oh my god there is actually a reason for the way that um my mind is you know the way it is and why i'm feeling the way i am but more importantly what the program showed me is that all of these things can be reversed right it, it was to you to use the say analogy of uh, physical fitness right it was you know if, if you think of yourself as say let's just say you're you haven't exercised ever and you 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 may be overweight you you're your, your muscles are all atrophied and all these kinds of things, that person can always get back to a state of good physical fitness and strength. And, and that's, and what this program showed me is um, you can do exactly the same thing with, the, with your brain. Um, and that new understanding is, is what gave me hope. All right. Now, you took this and you have a background as an entrepreneur and are still in that space. And you took this information and you went, you know what? We can do something with this. So you could have gone a lot of directions with it. Right. And, but you hit this point with that background of going, I'm going to do something with this and I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to do something more. And you created an app. And you guys have seen us. If you're watching on the screen, uh, I've put up Ever Yellow a few times. And we're going to talk more about Ever Yellow. Now, I've been using your app for about four days now. And I intend to, well, by the time this airs, I will be have been using it a lot longer than that. But why why create a mental well-being app? There, there's a bunch of apps out there. There's all kinds of options out there. What, what said... I need to create something new and different. So basically what happened is when there, there was, there was two, two, two like really important things, I guess is when I'd had that kind of realization about my, you know, giving me hope and what have you, I, I basically wanted to start learning more about this stuff right and, and i i turned to youtube i um started you know researching things like amygdala hippocampus neuroplasticity all of this stuff right and when, and when you're when you're searching for this stuff you know other things come up right and one of the things one of the things that came up is is that there's people on there that do these kind of kind of um compilation videos where they, there's all these people speaking like Wayne Dwyer, Anthony Robbins, all these different people, and they put it to this emotive music and sound and nice videos and stuff. And and something in these videos resonated with me, and I, I made my own playlists. And when my wife went off to work in the mornings and I basically had to then go back to bed, I would 
put on this playlist and basically go off to sleep, right? And after a few weeks, I just noticed like a shift in myself, like like a little flame had come on. And to cut a long story short, where where the where my care workers have basically said that I could expect it to be a good year because uh, people that had mental breakdowns, there's kind of different degrees, and I had quite a severe one. They basically had said to me, it's going to be about a year before you can even think about going back to work part-time. I actually got myself back to work full-time within three months, and they thought I was kind of joking. And But I, I didn't know what had worked, but I knew that there was something in what that messaging or whatever had done to my brain so i for for a good five or six years i had this thought i wonder if there was something in that right and then and then then i came across some research about all of these other apps that are out there and you know you can go and google it um there's multiple research studies that basically have looked at all of these top apps and they couldn't find any evidence that of any efficacy in any meaningful way. And that was really shocking to me, you know, thinking, you know, there's, there's all these apps earning hundreds of millions of dollars off people, but people aren't actually being helped. So, so I, I then started looking into, well, wh- what is it about these apps that don't work? Because I'm sure they wasn't designed with ill intention. I think, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was, you know, good intention there. Um, and what I what I started to learn was things like people just find, you know, these a lot of these apps to be quite intimidating dull um you know even even the most popular category of well-being apps which is um uh, meditation apps over 70 percent of people will not even entertain doing meditation for a variety of reasons they they either don't have the space to do it they don't they might think it's a little bit woo or religious or old school whatever the reason is right um so i became more aware of you know, why these apps weren't working for people. And then I basically formed this hypothesis of, I wonder if there's something in this app that I was, sorry, in in my recovery, you know, what, what about if we, what about if we created an app that had a solid kind of scientific basis to it? You know, it played content that was personalized to you, um, and that because it was a nice experience, you're actually going to spend time with the app, and you're not going to give up on it. It's a it's a joy to use. That, that that's the main thing. Like who who's going to spend time with an app that they don't enjoy using? Like you, you just don't do it, right? Um, so I basically took this idea for this app to is actually a world leading uh, psychologist who actually heads up a department at the World Health Organization. And I was very fortunate to have a friend that had that relationship to connect me to this person. And 
I basically said, look, this is my experience. Now that I've understood the science, I, I think what was happened to, to I think what was happening to me was I was getting an education. There was repetition theory going on. I was like hearing the same kind of messages, but within different messages all the time. I was, um, it was personalized to me because I kind of curated it and all these kinds of things. You know, what, what about if we created an app where we took people through like a questionnaire experience so that we get to understand them like intimately and then we give them this similar kind of experience but it's highly personalized to them like and I, I i i'll be honest with you i was i was completely expecting to be shot down and say no you you're completely off the mark da, da, da. um but to my surprise she said um yep that that is what happened to you that is how that experience made you into what you are today um i love the idea um uh this person that um you know these kind of people they have like a research focus mm -hmm. and her research focus and all of her papers that she'd done over over a period of time was around the personalization of mental health interventions so she said, look, this, this is just so good. I, I, I want to actually help you as well. So that's kind of the, the, the you know, like um, I, I would say to most people, yeah, you'd be mad to create another mental well-being app, you know, because there's already tons out there. But we, we wanted to create one that really worked for people. And, and we seem to have done that. And how do you know it actually works? So it took us about... Um, two years to develop the app and you know i have to i have to first say that if the app didn't work and this was basically a money-making exercise i i just wouldn't be interested i'd i'd walk away right um but around early last year uh the app was quietly released into the app store just so that it was kind of available but for a whole year, we went through rounds of um, testing on the there's a there's a research platform called Prolific. And we basically, you know, through a series of studies, we um, recruited people that basically um, a were like at a certain level with their mental well being or already, mm -hmm. um, they was motivated to improve their mental well-being and they wasn't doing any other mental health intervention or using any other mental well-being apps that was basically the criteria and and we then got them to use the app for uh, a month and we checked in with them over like every, every week and we did this a number of times during the year and like the, the initial results, they were actually way better than we expected, but we got some learnings about how it could be better. And we just carried on improving things throughout, throughout last year. And we've, we've, we got to a point last year where, um, 78% of like we had, we, in the, in the research, we have, 
we have nine individual measures of of well-being um you know like you feel like your relationships are improving you feel like you've got more motivation more energy uh, sleep quality all these kinds of things we got to a point late last year where um 78 of people reported at least a noticeable improvement within the first week and then it just went up and up over the course of the month but what was actually while that kind of 78 figure is like incredible what what i was really most um i don't say surprised but pleased about i guess was in some of the individual measures especially things like self-worth something like 42 percent of people had a significant increase in like a key pillar like that and to me that that was that was actually more exciting than saying 78 percent of people get at least a, a small increase over all areas so yeah we've 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 done we've we've done you know multiple rounds of testing absolutely confident that it that, that, it, that it works now guys you know i'm really picky about sharing things with people without me first going through it or knowing uh what I'm sharing with you guys. I don't generally share apps. In fact, historically, this makes the second app I've ever shared ever in the history of this show. Um, I'm extraordinarily picky about what we share with our listeners here, but I understand the science behind what Alan is doing with this app. I was really excited when we connected to look at the app and to actually had this conversation because I was getting all the information about it and connecting with him about it. It's like, man, this makes so much sense right now. I don't understand all the sciencey stuff. I'll be the first one to tell you that, but I understand enough of it to go. I can see how this will actually impact now guys. I am using this app. Like I said, uh, this is not something I would share without doing that myself. It is incredibly user-friendly. I love the fact that you can basically set it and forget it. Like I can do other things while I'm using this. If you know me, I'm, I'm huge about my time, my time commitments. I'm my schedule is so packed with so many things that it's like, am I going to sit down for 30 minutes a day and do this and, and stop what I'm doing? The answer is no, this is not going to take away from the rest of your time. This is not something where you're going to have to set aside an hour in your day and do nothing else and get nothing else done. Alan, I'm so excited at the way you plan this and the way you designed for that. Just that fact alone makes this incredibly valuable as a very busy individual. Now, I'm sure you can get more science, but you know, in, in the fact that we talked about mental health is not necessarily a negative connotation. I, I want you to hear what he said earlier. You're not broken. This isn't a, an app for broken people. And can, can we dig in a little more how this isn't necessarily, because I, I think you can explain that a whole lot better than I just did. Yeah. So, so the, the way, the way the app so I'll answer the question kind of a bit in reverse. The, 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 way, the way the app works is through a process called mental conditioning. And 
we we get mentally conditioned all the time you know just just like the adverts on tv are conditioning you to want to buy a mcdonald's or whatever right and the 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 trouble the the unfortunate thing is that the way the way our brains are basically set up you know we've we've got a very primitive part of our brain that is kind of always looking out for like danger and things like that and and what when when we go through life from an early child to where we are today when we have happy experiences and things that bring us joy our brain does not have circuitry that says oh this is this is good you know blah 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 but what it does do is when when there's anything that it senses as kind of harmful it will basically put that information away so we basically build up this kind of wiring that makes us kind of very wary of the world and respond to the world in in a way that's not really very helpful um and we're basically kind of if you like using the positive aspects of mental conditioning to kind of help us break down that mental kind of you know poor programming and, and put in a like a better like a better operating system inside your brain so to get back to the question so what what do we mean by like you know who it's for um what you need to what i certainly didn't understand until like the last five ten years or so is is our well-being is not only far from binary in terms of where we're at on a spectrum it's actually far from binary in terms of um what constitutes our well-being right so if you let's for a moment just imagine like an oak tree or, or whatever whatever thing you can think of right? but let's just say an oak tree and 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 the all of this all of the stuff that you can see above the top is is your well-being and and un- underneath the the root system the, imagine there's these like major um roots that basically are what govern the strength of that tree like how to what extent it's flourishing well that that is basically the case for our mental well-being like one one of the root systems is um you know to what extent do you experience positive relationships another one is um growth and achievement another one is um being able to be present without worrying about the future or ruminating on the past and i I won't go through all of the pillars like we have nine of these pillars um, based on psychology and what i'm trying to what i what i'm trying to convey here is that if you if you um if you can think like um help me out here um that there's um like in in audio like you you there's like a spectrum thing of like what what the various parts of the music do you know what i mean frequencies yeah so um do you know like where you you set all different parts of the you know like the the lower frequencies you want up at this point and you know imagine that shape right everyone has a very different shape right and the the trick the trick is is to understand what your shape is and then work on the areas where 
you are lowest, right? Um, because that's where the biggest impact will be gained. So let, let's just, for example, say, say, say that um, you, uh, you you're very low on. So you know this is this is probably this is probably a very common one for men, right? Um, it, it let's just say that you are very low on positive relationships, right? I this is one of my low areas, right? Um, I, I have a I'm very very lucky that I have a positive relationship with my wife, right? But especially that I move halfway around the world to New Zealand, right? I don't really have any really good mates, you know. I don't I don't really have anyone that is always looking out for me, and you know, um, and and that will be having an impact, right? And just knowing that. I can then say, what am I going to do about that, right? What you know, can, can I? So, like, um, can I join a? Like, I'm into photography. Can I join a photography club? Um, I used to play squash. Maybe I can rejoin a squash club. And you know, it's it's all of it's it's really all of these things. Like, like another another way to kind of have the analogy is is like imagine like the the columns on like a you know like a like an ancient temple kind of thing imagine you've got this plinth and that plinth is your uh is your overall mental well-being and each of the nine columns is 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 these facets of your well-being if you're if any of those are crumbling or low it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna weaken that part of the um, thing and, and your overall well-being will come down um so yeah um hopefully that's answered the question in a way that it, it makes you realize that it's not just it's not just where you are Every, everyone is unique in terms of you know um what you know if you take two people that are say five out of ten one of them might be say incredibly low on self-worth but they may they may never spend time let, let um say worrying about the future or ruminating on the past right you've got the other person who's a five and they're the exact opposite of that right and and just by just by kind of taking stock of where you are and then educating yourself and um helping to bring yourself up in that area you you, you can make pretty big gains fairly quickly okay. guys it's simple it's user-friendly and it's about the quality of your life you want all of those nine pillars to be high and the more you can level them out higher quality of life you have right? It's overall mental well-being. It's not deficiencies. It's not problems. It's about a quality of life. The way you see the world, the way you see your life, the way you see your world is all reflected in these nine pillars. And Alan has come up with something to help us that is simple and user-friendly and fits in your day. That's really important for a lot of us. Alan, what is the next thing 
for you and for Ever Yellow? Are we continuing development even more? Are you adding new features to it? Yep. So, so we've um, we're we're always creating more content. So um, there's there's uh, within each of those pillars, there's many many topics that we can we can cover, and we um, we always want to cut cover more and more more topics. So we're um, within the next probably within the next four to six weeks, there's going to be a big content update where we'll pretty much double the amount of content in there. Um, and yes, there's, um, there's some pretty exciting, uh, new, new features coming out as well. All right. Where is the best place for people to connect and find out more about this? Um, if they, if they would like to basically find out more about the app itself, then go to the website, um, uh, everyellow.com, um, I, I would also just say, look, um, the app is free. It's not one of these BS like we cut you off after seven days. Like we're 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 what's known as a, an impact organization. So our mission is to help as many millions of people as we can. It's not it's not about maximizing profits. Part of that mission is that we want to make sure that money is not a barrier to well being. Um, so. You know, if you're tight with money, there's no reason not to just go and download the app. I, I, I would just say to anyone, I would challenge you to just give it a go. And if if I may, I'll just tell you this little story about one of my kind of um, business colleagues that you know, has helped out financially with, with the product. He, he's not quite a hairy biker, but he's, he's like a biker dude, you know. And um, he, he said to me at the beginning, hey, look, Alan, I'm... I really love what you're doing, but like, I, I wouldn't use it. Um, and, and then when the app came out, um, and, and by the way, this guy is one of those people that he, I don't mean this in a bad way. He never contacts me unless there's a reason, right? Like, um, and anyway, after the app went out about, a week later, I got this text come message or WhatsApp message come through. Alan, want to speak to you about Every Yellow? And my first thought was, well, oh my God, is he, what's he, you know, found, you know? And um, I called him and I said, what's up? He said, he said, Alan, I, I basically had a go of using Every Yellow. And he said, I was actually really surprised it wasn't it wasn't what i thought it was going to be he said i actually started using it i didn't think i would but i've actually started using it and i've and i've been using it for a week now and and oh by the way this this guy is not not an extreme athlete but he's 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 one of these people that goes for a run and every every time he goes for a run he, he times himself on strava right and um he said um I'm definitely, this is after we he said, I'm definitely feeling better. He said, but I'm also, but I've also just run my best time ever. Right. And, um, and, and that's, you know, that was, it was great. To, so I guess my message there is that um, even if you don't think you're into kind of like hippie apps and what have you, 
this isn't like that you know you just just give it a go even if you don't like the messaging you can turn the messaging down so it kind of gets through subliminally um and and how it will actually impact you it, it can impact you in in many different ways you know everything from more energy motivation better relationships whatever you know it's it, as i said before everyone is different and, and the impact will be different for everybody all right alan thank you for taking the time to be on the show today and hanging out with us thank you for your work with every yellow uh i i think you guys are on to something very powerful there i think it's going to change a lot of people's lives i think it's going to help a lot so okay. yeah yes yeah certainly certainly hope so Guys, if you want the answer, I actually still care. The U.S. record for fastest surface win, I think, let's see, is New Hampshire in 1934 at 231 miles per hour, which is just insane. That's like hurricane force winds or higher uh, New Hampshire. Who would have thought? But that's probably the most unimportant thing we talked about this entire episode. Guys, take care of your mental well-being. Okay, it is so much more than one little thing. It is quality of life. And as you raise that up, everything gets better. Take care of yourself during the silly season. We love you guys. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.